So today is all about practical application, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So we talked about this analogy before we hopped on here, and that a lot of times we, we talk about the hope of a marriage, mm-hmm. but today we want to talk about how that hope translates into tangible, helpful ways. Mm-hmm. So think about a farmer. Mm-hmm. If we're always talking about as a farmer, here's what happens if you sow, sow the seed, seed and, water the seed. And hey, you should water the seed and you should be ready to harvest when the when the crop comes up. But today we're talking about here's how to actually plant seeds. Right. Here's how to actually water. Dig, yeah, dig open the dirt. Yeah. Put the seed in there. Here's what to use to put water on the seed. Right. So today's all about practicality. We hope it's helpful to you and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. I'm always leery of five tips and tools to help you have a stronger marriage <laughs> you because are, I, love I don't it. I'm not a behavior modificationist cuz I just mm. that's enslaving and tiring and frustrating for everyone. I want the right. transformation and with that usually comes uh time it takes time and it takes yes. some intense, you know, theology and well, understanding think, yeah. and growing but um I think when all of that is sort of at least there's some foundation, there's some understanding and uh, solid belief in the gospel, who Jesus is, who I am in light of him and the work that he's done. Now, now, how do I live this out? How mm-hmm. do, what are the tangible yeah. ways uh, that I can love my spouse more? Because by loving my spouse, I am honoring and loving the Lord. Yeah. Um, so how can I do that? How can we, you know, sow seeds into our covenant? What does that look like uh, to be intentional with each other? I think our, our, tendency to not focus on these types of tools and these types of episodes mm-hmm. is is comes from our own history right. of feeling like there's a lot of prescriptive advice given in mm-hmm. this space, right? Yeah. When people say, hey, just talk like this and it'll fix your, your, your communication right. and therefore fix your marriage. Right. If you don't understand why you each are worth quality communication right. because of the gospel, because who you are in the image, in Christ, made in the image. Yeah, your image bears. Yes. And if you don't have that why, the... The, the under- how will, will only get you so far. Right. And the how will be helpful because God's common grace is alive and well, and we can take good advice and apply it to our marriages, and it, we will thrive to some extent. However, we're always trying to point people to that underlying hope and therefore the help that will right. come from it. Right. And I think sometimes the the tangible in our past has been based on, you know, our own abilities and our Mm. own choice making and our own strength and self-discipline. Whereas when real intentional change happens, it's, it's a, it's a heart thing. It's Mm -hmm. God at work in your heart, the Holy Spirit working inside of you. And it takes a vulnerability. It takes, uh, probably a death and sacrifice of some sort of selfish desire, Mm -hmm. um, even maybe an idol. And that is, that is what is required when you are wanting, you know, true, hopeful gospel change. Um, and the helpful, I feel like tends to leave all that out. So, so many times you don't talk about the elephant in the room, which is, oh, oh yeah, I'm a sinner. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I have this sin nature. And so if you talk about your better sex life, but you don't actually talk about, you know, your need for redemption in that mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. you'll never get there. You'll never 
get to the the bottom of it. Right. And you'll never experience the fullness of it. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. We're getting lost in that conversation. Yes, we can talk about that <laughs> probably a while. But yeah, today's topic is five tips and tools mm-hmm. for a stronger marriage. Yeah. And it, these five tools, we'll get to them in a second. We're going to do our heart check and some housekeeping stuff. But the five tools are a very tangible um, things that both we've created, but also uh, we've used. Mm-hmm. Well, some we created, some we use like as part of our life. Yeah. It is, I'm in some of these things daily. Right. And they're super practical. But first, what about that heart check? So a heart check, if you're not aware and you're new to the podcast, uh, is three questions. We ask what book is in your hand, what voice is in your ear, and what is God doing in your heart or what's stirring in your heart mm-hmm. as a way of just kind of staying connected to one another. Uh, Selena, what book is in your hand? So I've been reading uh, Becoming Mrs. Lewis by Patty Callahan. Um, really great book. It's it, She says it's <laughs> it's her C.S. Lewis's wife. becomes She becomes his wife. But they started writing letters to each other because she was wanting to understand religion, essentially. And she nice. was trying to understand it. So they started writing letters, and they became really good friends. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure how because she is married when the book begins so i'm not sure how this all transpires but um it's really interesting to see his personality come out in actual letters and her personality through the letters so it's been a really great read it's got great ratings of course um but it's a newer book just came out in october and i've really enjoyed it um and then i'm going to be jumping into the chronicles of narnia because i have not actually read the whole series so i feel like that's a good good place to go that's a good uh got the Becoming Mrs. Lewis, mm-hmm. and then some, Lewis's probably most widely read work. Well, I read part of his work in The Magician's Nephew. It was in this in the Gospel Coalition. They were talking about how to help people with suff- that are going through suffering. And just his descriptions about, you know, Aslan having tears <laughs> and crying and, and, and just the picture he's, he painted. I'm like, gosh, why have I not read this sooner? <laughs> so that's kind of the poll that has been there for me. Nice. <clears throat> nice. Okay. Well, I um I've got a few books on mm-hmm. the um on the shelf, so to speak, that I'm reading. The mental shelf. <laughs> on my mental. Yeah. Uh, I usually have some sort of fiction, some sort of nonfiction going, and you know some in the theology work. <clears throat> so right now I'm, I'm working my way through Orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. G.K. Chesterton. That's a good one. It's a little bit more. It's a more more meandering than I thought it was going to be, but it's also really really. Timely, I think, to read through it and hear how he, his journey toward orthodoxy came about by him looking at unorthodox ways hmm. of viewing God and viewing the world, yeah. and how he arrived on this like shore of orthodoxy as as if somebody who who arrived to the shores of England for the first time and thought, <laughs> "Oh, look at this new land!" Right. Lo and behold, there's people living and thriving right. there right. already, and they have been there for years. Right. So that's been good. Funny. I'm also reading Divine Comedy. Of Dante, right? So Dante's Inferno. Mm. It's uh, it's, it's a hard read because I don't appreciate the translation. <laughs> translation is everything. It's it's written in Italian and originally, originally, and the English translation. I think you probably just have to find it. Just good makes me wonder, like, what am I missing by not reading this in Italian? Because <laughs> Italian is a Latin-based so language. It's very, <laughs> it's a very beautiful language. I don't know it. Um, <laughs> you know Spanish. Well, I ish ish. I know Spanish ish. <laughs> oh um, man! So I'm so, also reading. Sorry, oh, the Troven, which is a new one. What and it's, book? Not books. Sorry, it's a singular, my friend. Well, that yeah, the Troven. That's like a it's a like a fantasy novel. Is it good? Just for fun. It's all right. I give it a B so far. All right, but I haven't put it down yet. So I've 
one of my things is I don't like to read books if they... I know. You drop them if you're don't, like, don't, don't engage me. Yeah, don't keep a book if it doesn't keep you, <laughs> right? So so what voice is in your ear? Uh, and this could be anything, podcast, music, um, maybe something you've been, I don't know, hearing from friends or from God, like as far as like a theme that you've been seeing kind of over and over again. I don't know. You go. I can tell you that I've been listening to um, uh, Tim Keller on... Uh, gospel in life, his podcast. And then, it, uh, it, this was his, their f- justice conference. Uh, they did this back in November and I'm just listening to the justice of God, that episode. And it's been incredibly enlightening and powerful. Um, just telling us, I feel like I have a pretty like justice oriented mm. personality. Yes, you but do. But he's very much, uh, sort of redefining it through the lens of the gospel and how we need to, how we can, live more not live more like god but like justice doesn't mean just god is a god of justice so he he part of his character and like who he is and what he right now what i'm listening to is what makes him different from all the other gods in the you know ancient times Mm -hmm. is that he is was interested and wanted to help and wants to you know lift up and comfort the widow the orphan the the poor essentially and he's Hmm. you know god of the poor, but that's part of his justice nature. And so how can we partake in that? How can we live a life of justice and, and, and basically kind of show God off? He says, when we, when we serve the poor, you know, continuously and people see that they see more of God essentially than us just preaching the gospel, because then it just looks like we're recruiting, recruiting people. Um, so he, he's just getting into that. It's super Super encouraging and super how, challenging as well. I, I love think. how Piper preaches. It's not Piper. It's, it's not Tim Keller. Oh, Tim Keller. Sorry, John <laughs> Piper talked about this too. Okay, he maybe he was at this conference, the Justice Conference. Yeah, and I, I think they both talk about how it being like a two two edged sword. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There's the justice of you know if we're if we are people of justice, we help the needy, but we also uh, yeah we inhibit hurting right he says doing justice yeah. is not simply punishing wrong people it, it also means giving the oppressed and the weak you know their due and how how can we hmm. become people who reflect the god of justice through a life of justice that's good yeah that's really good that's good stuff he's he's a it's smart man always really, man, always wise really convicting man. too because it's so easy to be comfort comfort oriented right yeah. we don't we don't go out of our way to help people necessarily right. and when it hurts i feel like that's when you're you're when it helps when it hurts to help Meaning that it, it takes your some time sacrifice. that you don't have, yeah. takes maybe some finances that you'd rather not give up, right? Or all that kind of stuff. I think that's a beautiful thing. What have you been listening to? What's been in your ear? Well, Is not a lot, to be ears? honest. I've been listening to some music. Yeah. Um, some a, a lot of people who know the podcast know that I'm a, a metalcore fan. <laughs> uh, but I've been listening to some really cool. Uh, Isn't it Celtic that War I heard? Of Ages. Yeah, I oh. listen to some some Celtic. On, <laughs> I have a really eclectic uh, musical That's all right. tastes. That's how we met. You gave me a CD of, what was it? Oh, Mortification. No, it wasn't. It was when, no, it was uh, like ska music or something like that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Supertones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, that was like, <coughs> that was a, a door open for me. I was like, wow, this is cool. Well, this is you interesting. Were like, you listen to like Amy Grant and like Mariah Carey and stuff back in the day. Yeah. Mariah Carey. Well, what did I you... did listen to her, but like Carmen and like <laughs> yes, Newsboys, <laughs> Newsboys, and DC Talk. Yo, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So I was definitely you the, the fringe kid that <laughs> opened your eyes. So 
Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of music. Um, as far as what's turned in my heart, just contentment. Just want to be more content. Um, and that's always a struggle, but God is good and that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, God's really showing me just kind of in the last couple of days about how, what trust means and how I don't have to, you said this after, during, <laughs> during church when we were doing communion, we do communion every week at our church, which is really great. But you were saying, you were talking about how we don't have to understand it in our head in order to trust God fully like in our hearts and in our actions and Mm -hmm. i've been having a lot of big questions to god uh why is this like this this hurts i don't like this why are people struggling with things that we can't help heal um so that has been on my heart of god just teaching me to trust that he is still good he's still sovereign and how we can minister to the people that are kind of directly related to um the hurting and the That's sick. That's so timely for marriages too, because uh, it's often in that in that gray or in that really hard time when you don't know right. in the fog. That's where trust is trust. When yeah. you don't know that God is good, but yeah. you trust that God is. You don't feel that God is good, but you know that He's good. I should yeah. say. Yeah. And that, that's what that's what faith is. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So God's stretching me, yeah. which is good. But I think before we move on, though, we want to thank you all for listening and people that have rated and reviewed. And if you have not uh, rated or reviewed this podcast, we'd love it if you took a few minutes to mm. just write a quick sentence about how this has helped you and rate it. You know, hit that five star there. It's real easy, real Be fun honest, and satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're always the like shameless <laughs> requester of five stars uh yeah do that please if you want to be a part of what we're doing you can be that part <laughs> um through patreon patreon.com slash fierce marriage there are benefits to patrons but mainly we you get the uh, joy of being a partner and being complicit mm-hmm. in what we're doing to help marriages by god's grace mm-hmm. he has decided to use the words and that we write and say and we hope that he continues to right. do that and we have a few interviews coming up mm, uh, one yes. is going to be i think on uh almost like engaged couples and and getting married Scott nearly Kedusha, married yeah. yep yeah. And then also blended families. So I'm excited yes. about those those conversations. We have, we have active interviews in the works yep. as well. We're hoping to do one of those every two weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, on top of what we're already doing. So oh, we'll add it to the bonus. Bonus. Bonus content. <laughs> uh, finally, if you have any questions that come up during this, feel free to ask. 971-333-1120. You can text or call that number. Okay, so today's topic, thank you for listening through so far, friends. And today we're going to we're going to get into the actual or now we're going to get into the actual content conversation. For the day. And that's five tips and tools for a stronger marriage uh anytime really, but uh specifically this time of year. Uh yeah, so what are those five things? And so here's the heart behind them. I want to do this disclaimer. You know, you know us hopefully by now. You know that that we're not just about to give you behavioral modification things. Prescripts and platitudes. Yeah, (laughs) nor do we really accept uh, any sort of like partnership, sponsorship, or anything like that that's unsolicited or that's, you know, so there are... It doesn't line with our mission and our beliefs and our values. And so the things that we're going to share with you are things that we care about deeply and we think they will help you significantly in your marriage, all in light of God's grace, in light of your identity in Christ, mm-hmm. in light of your purpose in the gospel. These things are what we talked about early on in that 
it's like we, we've we've said, hey, if you if you water your seed, it's going to grow. If you plant it in the soil and tend to it, it will grow and it mm-hmm. will produce a crop that is bountiful. Right. We've spent the time talking about those principles, but now we're saying, all right, here's how you plow your field. Right. Here's the tools you use to actually put the seed in the ground right. quickly and efficiently. Here's how you water it. Here's how you dig the holes. Here's how yeah. you yeah. So more of a how to and instructional and yes. like real helpful tangible tips. So um, I think the first one. Is probably sounds like a dead horse, but truly it's not. It's the first tip. <laughs> it's is, the first yeah. tip is to pray for each other intentionally, and we will say this until the day we die about marriage. But seriously, prayer changes everything because mm. you are talking to the God of the universe, and He is the one that brings true and lasting mm. change. And yep. so when we pray, you know, particularly through Scripture, we can really align our hearts with God's. We can allow Him to have authority in areas that maybe we've trying to we've tried to take over in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when we really begin to see miracles happen. We begin to see the softening of hearts. We begin to see um, answered prayers maybe about it or for a spouse. Um, and I think some of the biggest feedback we've gotten to date is when people said they've prayed out loud with each other and for each other. Right. Yeah. Well, when we, we did this, some friends of ours wrote some books that were, uh, prayer books and they're basically scripted prayers. Mm -hmm. And I, I started going through the, the one for the husband praying for the wife. Mm -hmm. And I just realized, oh man, I just, I'm not viewing my wife like I should in that Mm -hmm. she's a daughter of God and I need to be praying scripture over her. Mm -hmm. And that really started a stirring in us about a year ago to the point where we actually wrote some more, some books. Right, right. And this is not a plug. I mean, it sort of is because it's it's, ours, but it's, it is a plug because we think the tools are valuable. Absolutely. But it's, we wrote these books. It's a 40, 40, the 40 day prayer journey is what we call it. And it's 40 prayers for my husband and 40 prayers for my wife. Mm -hmm. Selena wrote the one for the husband, the husband. And I wrote the one for the wife. So confusing every time. I wrote 40 prayers for my wife. You wrote 40 prayers for my husband. Yes. Uh, but it is, it's just 40, 40 days of prayer. And the idea is that you very much in in, our prayers should be intertwined in in a response to scripture. Mm Mm-hmm. A response to what God is saying in His Word um, to to us and how He views right. Our and we spouses. picked we picked forty days because that's when time that's when a habit is really built. Um, also, I mean, the biggest thing I think to us was when Christ was in the in the desert for forty days. Forty yeah. days. Um, there's a number of uh, there's a lot of, 40 of reasons. Yes, so there's a lot of reasons of why we picked forty, which seems like a lot, right? You could easily do like thirty or thirty one, but we decided 40 and I had lots of questions just so you know. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, we built in rest days in there we as well. Did. Every week there's a rest day so that you can reflect and pray your own prayer, yep. not just a scripted thing. Yep. But the cool thing I like about this and this, and we did this kind of on a personal level is you, mm-hmm. you would you take an inventory at the beginning and you right. ask basically what, what state is your marriage in and how mm-hmm. do you feel about it now? Each husband and wife will do this in their books. Mm-hmm. And then you go through the, the journey, the 40 days and then afterwards, you go back in a different color and you circle right. to, to indicate how have you grown. Right. And so it's a before and after picture to kind of to see how, how has God actually moved in our marriage as we've committed ourselves to praying for each other Absolutely. intentionally. So that's tip number one is pray for each other intentionally mm-hmm. and it will strengthen your marriage. It will, it will deepen your relationship. It'll yep. also deepen your faith. Yep. And one tool for that is the 40 day prayer journey, which you can go to 40prayers.com and grab the bundle. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is a pretty great price. Right now it's $22 for two bucks. Yep. So that's I a don't great see that price. changing anytime soon. Awesome. So. I love that. All right. Tool number two. And this one has been a game changer. Yeah. Truly. And it's an <laughs> app. But the, okay, so the, the, the tip, ahead sorry, of the tool goes with the tip. The tip is the learn new relational skills and or, uh, learn some self-awareness <laughs> right, this year. Right. So we all need a little more self-awareness. I am not somebody, especially in marriage. <laughs> I am not somebody who will stop to like take a personal inventory unless something external prompts it. I think it's very valuable to do that, but I often won't just do that automatically. Right. But I've come to appreciate and realize that psychology, self-awareness, learning about how you're wired mm -hmm. is glorifying to God. And it's a good grace of God to be able to to, to look into your own consciousness <laughs> right. and think, how am I, how am I created? Um, and so that's what this, this tool does. So there's a tool called, it's an app. If you want it, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash lasting fiercemarriage.com slash lasting and it's called the lasting app and it's a it's a relationship relationship counseling app it's the number one relationship counseling app in the world here's the cool thing though in the nation in the nation i'm gonna say I the bet world it'll be the world soon though it's uh, pretty amazing but the only reason we're talking about it is because we were at this event in october mm -hmm. and we met steven he's the founder of lasting and he is an amazing brother in Christ, and he mm -hmm. is passionate about seeing couples flourish. The, the app itself is not devotional or overtly Christian in content, mm -hmm. but he absolutely is. Yes. And so he, everything's... That always makes a difference. Everything's geared toward married couples, not yeah. just couples in general, but married couples, mm -hmm. meaning that when you talk about sex, you're talking about within the context of your marriage. Mm -hmm. And it's all rooted in amazing research that he summarizes and recaps and creates questions. So like you choose these little modules to go through. Mm-hmm. Like we did one on um, behavioral change, right? And so one of the things that we learned about behavioral change is that three things have to happen for a new behavior to take place. Right. You have to have the motivation, the ability, and the trigger to make that thing take place. So, for instance, if I know if, if I know Selena wants me to say I love you every day at 6 p.m., <laughs> I, I want to do that. I'm able to do that, but I might forget to do that. And so uh, it the app teaches you how to like create triggers so that every time you see this, you say that. Yeah, yeah. Or and there's also reminders built into the app. I could go on and on. I yeah, and I would say, <clears throat> excuse me again. This is, I don't, I, I. It's a really wonderfully created app. It's very easy to use. It takes you through this journey. It's free. There is paid content that's available if you would like it. Right. But uh, I think the thing that I really like about this app is that it's it's providing some counsel, some guidance, mm -hmm. some direction on how to communicate better, how to have a better sex life, how to, and it has these little, you can listen to it. Uh, someone will talk to you or you can read through it. Um, but there's all this information and it's not an overwhelming amount though. Like it's, it's like a, five minutes a day. Yeah. And it's super great to talk to. You can set the, you know, triggers, alarms, whatever. Um, it's a really nice, really nice app. And I think it's really helped us just again, how to learn, to love each other right. better and how to have better relationship skills. Otherwise we all just kind of fall into our defaults. Right. And we'll just kind of yeah. go to wherever to wherever we sort of slide into. And this is a more active, um, direction. It's, I feel like you're taking right. more initiative and uh, it's so much. It, it's so very, it's free. It's, it's free, but there are some levels to purchase it, like memberships, but it's not as expensive as counseling, not even close. Well, counseling is going to be a hundred dollars right. for 45 minutes. Right. This app, I think, is $12 for the month. Right. 
which uh, is just, again, it's just a great place that's to for start. That's the premium side. You don't have to pay for that. But, right. Uh, it's a good place to start if you're thinking about mm-hmm. counseling and maybe just a good uh, step to go through for, you know, a year or so. Well, I think, I kind of think couples should go through counseling even if you're not in a bad spot. I know. That's kind of one of our year, our yearly things. Yeah, we're, we're going to try it this gonna, year. We're going to yeah. go through some counseling just to see, okay, what's in there that we're not re- aware of. Right. And how can we be more intentional loving each other mm-hmm. um, another quick thing about this app is so there's a there's a sex module like sex and intimacy mm-hmm. and so every time you start one it'll do like an assessment it's like a 10 question where are you at so yeah. that sort of thing and one of the questions was and it's you either say i strongly agree or i strongly disagree and there's four different slots between there and you can do it with your partner your partner can download the app and you can pair it you pair them to each other yes. and then you compare your scores and stuff but the first question in the sex assessment was we have an open communication about sex and all this. And, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We talk about it and there's no like hidden stuff in there. And then it's like, you openly talk about your preferences and your, your spouse's preferences and what you enjoy most. And I'm like, we don't actually talk about that where we, we could, we could grow in that area. And this gives us kind of that third party to say to us, <laughs> Hey, you should talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, cause it could enhance, you know, your, your intimacy experience, in that area, yeah. your experience. Absolutely. So, Anyway, There's lots to, lots to grab onto there, I feel like. Every time I pick that thing up and I open the app, it opens my eyes to something <laughs> new. That opens I just, your eyes, opens your heart. Opens because we're not, we're not psychologists. That's the thing. Right. Is you and I are just two, a guy and a girl. <laughs> fell in love. Just trying to figure We've out been through this, a lot. this life called marriage. Been, I mean. <laughs> been together for, what, 19 years. Yeah. Married 15 of those. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot we don't know. So right. it's been really elucidating yes. for us. Yes, super very good. So the third tip is to discuss and agree on a saving plan. So this is more of, again, the financial aspect of things. Mm. And we, starting out when we were married, we were just not good at saving money. I don't think we are good at money in general. We had no money. We had no money. <laughs> we had school loans. But even then, I mean, we had part-time jobs, but we didn't know. Well, we were still in school. We were still in school. So the loans hadn't kicked in yet. Right. But even after that, even after we had begun paying off our school loans and started to, you know, adult, we were not good at saving money. I mean, we made quite a bit starting out once we, like, got over the hump of the first, like, I think it was five years or so. But we didn't, we were just not good at it. We were really bad at it. We just... Oh, we have all this money, so let's spend it. <laughs> well, we, we were un- unorganized, and we couldn't get an agreement on it because right. I would say, "Here's our budget," and you would feel like I was just being mean to you, <laughs> I, and uh, you yeah, would be like, "Well, I want to have this." Well, yes. how, how would you? Well, why would you? I can't afford what I want with that budget. And our desires were and I'm telling you, not rooted. We don't actually make <laughs> any more than this. So, and so we ended up having like ten thousand dollars in credit card debt at one point. And okay, there, not just on me though. Let's not. Just it was paint all that because picture. of Selena and <laughs> her exorbitant not. buying habits. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. Thump, thump, under the bus. I was just no, we were ramen. We were both in this together. <laughs> and so, anyway, we there, there's a lot to be said about actually discussing your finances mm-hmm. to build a stronger marriage <laughs> and agreeing on a direction. Yeah. So I just think of our friends who are financial planners, and they're like, "Oh my word!" Yes. If they're listening to this, they're just nodding their head. They're shaking their head. So not we've nodding. grown. <laughs> we've grown since then. Yes. Part of that growing has been. Uh, creating a, a savings plan. Now, yeah. there, we have really nuanced the way we've done our finances and stuff, but it's all unified. It's all together. But one of the easiest things that we've done to start saving, so there's a thousand things you can do. Here's a really easy thing to do to get on the same page about saving, and it's we use a tool called Capital, and it's Capital with a Q. So it's <laughs> Q-A-P-I-T-A-L. And it's an app. It's another app. I'm not a big app person, right? Right. 
You I, don't use them unless you use them. Yes. So. And I don't I like I don't like notifications. Don't I like don't like badge icons. With, I don't like yeah. pings, dings, buzzes, blip, blaps, bleeps, or bloops. <laughs> um, I hate all that stuff. I turn it all off. And but this app has continued to you be don't like a woof. help. <laughs> yeah, woof. <laughs> I like woof. I use woof. Okay. W o o p h f p h or I don't know. <laughs> no, w u woof. W u p h. Anyway. Uh, it, this app's actually helpful, and the, here's what it does: is basically it take it's, it's a savings app. It allows you to connect your bank account to it, and you create these triggers. So I have a trigger in there that it rounds up um, every purchase to the nearest dollar or two dollars. You have you can do mm-hmm. whatever you want. I had it at a dollar. Now it's at I think to round up the nearest two dollars. And what that does is, so if if, if Selena goes to <laughs> like like that, if Selena spends all if our Ryan money, Ryan goes to <laughs> if Selena goes to Starbucks and buys uh, her chocolate mocha frangioni. That's you. You are the like he gets the fanciest drinks. No, I do not. I, I get, do not like ordering for you. I order fancy drinks when I have free ones. I once got an americano with eight shots in it not healthy friends that was not healthy i don't recommend it (laughs) so if you buy a coffee drink ryan goes and buys a coffee drink for 323 yeah it'll take the 70 the 77 cents and it'll put that it'll round it up to four dollars so it takes 77 cents Mm -hmm. and it'll put it into an account a savings account and you don't even it's so quiet you don't even realize it and in fact we did this very active in saving we did this and and i forgot about it and i went back and saw there's like fifteen hundred dollars Wow. Just socked away. And I didn't even realize that it was gone. Good thing I spent that money. (laughs) (laughs) And we ended up using that to, yeah, very funny. We ended up using that to uh, help pay for, we bought a used camper trailer a few years back. Yeah. And that's money that we never would have saved. With your money. We would have somehow figured out how to spend that money. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And the cool thing is, I was was worried that it would overdraft our account, like, because it does a, a daily reconciliation. But it pauses, doesn't it? But it, if it's like you set the threshold. So yep. if, if you're, because we have our checking account, which is like our budget, and then we have our savings account. And the checking account is pretty much, it goes from top to bottom every month mm-hmm. as we spend through our budget. Mm-hmm. So I don't want it to overdraft our account <laughs> um, if if it doesn't, you know, if, if we're low that month. Yep. So you can set a threshold if it's under $100, it won't take any money out or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. So the coolest thing about it, though, is that you can set uh, different goals uh, based on what you want to save for, or you can even set aside like a one of the things we've started talking about doing missions trips later down the line and how we can uh, set aside money for that now or saving for, um, you know, giving in some way, in other ways. So you can set these goals and you can have different ones and different triggers for those. It's really, really cool. Um, but anyway, if you are interested in that, you can find the link to that at fiercemarriage.com slash capital. That's with a Q. No U, just Q-A-P-I-T-A-L. And use that link because you'll get $5 when you sign up, but you do have to make a deposit. If you sign up and don't make a deposit or connect it to your bank or do your first like trigger, uh, you won't get that $5. So make sure you do that. And uh, yeah, hopefully it helps you guys. Uh, if you don't feel like trying it, no worries, but uh, it's something that I use or we use and it's incredibly valuable. Yeah. So something you can do with that saved money, <laughs> which is what we do, which is tip number four, yes. is escape together more often. Um, most of the people that know us know that we like to just kind of throw kids and dogs and suitcases in the car and just go for some random weekend kind of getaway and, um, we'll just go and see where it takes us. It makes for good conversations and adventurous memories. And, 
um you know we would definitely advocate that that's one of the biggest reasons our friendship has remained strong and we talk yes. about friendship in in marriage and how it is such a glue and it's such a foundational important thing that kind of gets you through every yeah. season yeah all, all the entirety of your marriage yeah and so i got a question um, for you okay what's your favorite getaway over the last year weekend getaway or like vacation getaway? No, like, like like this like a random quick escape i would say one or two nights one two Where or three did we nights go? Um... my favorite is when we went to uh seaside oregon yeah that was really fun right so we, <laughs> we didn't get this on Airbnb, I don't think. This that was, was like a, the one trip and it was one, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> we stayed in a hotel and it was way too small. So that is the tool. We went on a very busy weekend too. You know, we're not always wise about that. But again, thing adventures and memories. Adventures. <laughs> but the girls remember it. I, we remember it. We have a little iPhone video yeah. that, that summarizes the whole thing. But that's the, so the tip is to escape together more often mm -hmm. because it builds uh, a sense of adventure and intimacy in your relationship. Now, the tool for doing that is Airbnb. A lot of people know about Airbnb. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's a website where you can rent rooms and beds or entire houses from normal people. Right. They're not hotels. Right. And so, and it's usually way cheaper and honestly way nicer than a hotel. So mm -hmm. we ended up for our 15th anniversary, mm -hmm. this wasn't a es escape. This was a vacation. Right. We ended up going to Hawaii yep. because I found some really good tickets. And usually when you go to Hawaii, you'll spend like 30% of your budget getting there and then 70% of your budget staying there right. <laughs> because the house, the hotels are so expensive. We found this place. It's a little apartment. It was a con it was a like townhouse condominium. Yeah, it was pretty much right <clears throat> on the water. It was right on you could walk to the beach from the parking lot and it had a pool, which is great because mm -hmm. if you know anything about Hawaii, the waves can be huge for little kids and so it's not always like kid-friendly beaches are not mm -hmm. everywhere. So to be able to have a nice cool pool to walk to and have the kids get right. worn out and play and be out in the sun for a bit. Which a lot of hotels will have that too. Right. But this but was, this was the third of a cost of a hotel. Yes, yes. And so we wouldn't have been able to do that trip and we meet without really, Airbnb. We met a really yeah. nice lady. We've, you know, we start keeping in contact with people. You start meeting people that you wouldn't always meet. And, you know, they're attentive to you because they, you know, it all works together. Everybody wants a good rating, well, but we also want to, yeah. um, they want us to come back and all of that and to rave about it and review it. And it's just, it's been the way to travel. I don't know if to hotels To me, it's a will, game changer yeah. because you don't have to buy a, a place somewhere to enjoy right, it. You can right. just rent it. You don't have to have a timeshare. Mm -hmm. You're not limited to the timeshare network and their availability. There's well, there's for, Airbnbs everywhere. Right. And you and can stay in really unique places yes, yes. that you might not always, you can kind of get outside of the touristy spots and be able to kind of be maybe more local mm -hmm. or in more of a, a spot that you want to see more things at and go to different parks or something. Um, and for us, honestly, having a kitchen with kids is just the way to go because going out to eat for 14 nights, not going to happen. A, that's a huge budget thing, but B, kids don't hold it together that long. And it's not the healthiest it's thing to do. It's not healthy, yeah. And so being able to just have have a full-on kitchen was the one thing I wanted, and to get that in a hotel isn't always the mm -hmm. most, the best way to so steward our to finances. <laughs> and so, whenever I travel for work, I also use Airbnb. So, anyway, definitely check out Airbnb. You can go to fiercemarriage.com/slash/Airbnb to um, create an account there. Again, we we don't recommend these things unless we use and love them, right? And uh, that's just part of our normal life. So, so just a quick recap: our first uh, tip for, you know, having a stronger marriage this year um, is to 
pray for each other intentionally. That's the first one. The second one is learn new relational skills. Number three is discuss and agree on a saving plan. Number four is escape together more often. And each of these have tools that we've talked about, Airbnb, Capital, Lasting, um, a 40-day prayer journey. And then the last one that we want to talk to talk to you guys about and just kind of share with you is um, pursuing each other uh, each day. And yeah, so how, pursue your spouse more intentionally mm-hmm. uh, each day. And it's not doesn't have to be an anomaly to pursue, right? Right. Like I think pursuit could be something as extravagant as sweeping you off your feet and taking you, uh, you know, to a special hotel for the night, or it could just be, hey, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and run a load of laundry so that, so yeah, that I think it gets that one thing right. done. Right. Just doing the dishes or doing laundry, man, that goes a long way, at least with me. <laughs> or I'm going to say, or I'm going to say, hey, I'm taking the kids tonight. You stay and you just have time with God because so I know good. that you've been having a hard time lately. Finding that space. Yep. <laughs> right. And so that that is, I mean, if you're going to build, I should probably be toward the top of the list, but <laughs> to build a stronger marriage at any point, just if you pursue each other just intentionally. Mm-hmm. That says a thousand things. A, it 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 puts the value that in into your spouse that should be there. Mm-hmm. It also speaks to them that you respect and enjoy and and love them, mm-hmm. and a thousand other reasons. But it speaks to and it shows the, your spouse that you know them. You know how to love them. You know how to um, how to give to them and sacrifice and serve them in a way that again shows them love. And of course, you guys probably, most of you know that we did, the tool for this is the 31 Day Pursuit Challenge, which these are two devotional books as well. We wrote them um, last year and the feedback's been really great, Um, but it's the 31 Day Pursuit Challenge. Husbands and wives do them um, separately, well, together, but separately. So you each have a book that you do and you Mm -hmm. can do it without your spouse if they don't want to do it. It's kind of built to do it It'd together. It would be more like a love dare in that sense. Right, and that right. you're just showing them without expecting them to return the favor. Right. And that's also transformational to you and your spouse if that's the boat you're in. Absolutely. But if you can do them together, I think it's, um, I think, more enjoyable. And just, a, just a, a, to dive a little bit deeper into this is, you know, we wrote these books to help gain a deeper understanding of their identity, of each other's identity in Christ. Right. Um, and having that be the foundation and pursuing and loving our spouse as Christ has pursued and loved right. us. So that that's is the whole reason. That's we the even whole do reason why stuff. we, yep. Because we have been loved by him in our need and in our sin. He has bridged the gap and he came and actively loved us. Mm. And that, you know, is it one John four nineteen? Mm-hmm. that we love because he first loved us. Mm. And so this, the, the 31 day pursuit challenge is not just about what can I do, do, do to make my spouse feel loved. It's how can I see them the way that Christ has seen and loved me? How can I see and love them the way Christ has seen and loved me? Mm. And that is the transformational aspect of it. And so, yeah. It's great. The 31 Day Pursuit Challenge. You can check that out um, at 31daypursuit.com. The bundle, I think, goes for $23 and um, you know, we'll ship it ASAP. But yeah, yeah. I so. think the overall theme that hopefully everyone is seeing here is just real intentionality mm. within your marriage. It's easy for us to kind of default and get through our week and not see the daily rhythms that we're, we're missing. Maybe there's things that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing. 
um, in order to do other things that God's calling us to do in order to really invest in our marriage, really pursue our spouse, uh, really invest in, in our families as well, yeah. ultimately, uh, course, for God's glory. Yeah, intentionality. And of course, all this kind of has the undergirding assumption that we value God's word. Mm-hmm. We are spending consistent time de- devotionally with him mm-hmm. and spent in prayer and reading and studying in discipleship and community. Uh, I think one other thing we would push you toward is if you're not in it, intentional community, church mm-hmm. community, because mm-hmm. a lot of these things we talked about, these accountability measures basically is what they are, um, and intimacy building measures can be talked through in community mm-hmm. and, and and you have that accountability with them. So yeah, I never heard from you your favorite excursion for the I have to like look at a calendar. I'm no good at these on the spot. So we what went to like? La Wiswis. We went there. That that wasn't Airbnb, that was camping. That was really fun. We went uh we went to Cannon Beach and Seaside. That was really We've been great. to Seabeck a number of times. Yep. These like are all that. local places for us. Seabex, they're all water related. <laughs> we went to Westport. Well, this was at the mountain though. It was a yes. mixture river. That, that was, was really trip. fun. That was probably one of my favorites. Because the, we got this little spot on the side of this, on the river. Yeah. But and there, there was, was this a whole, sandbar. Yeah, sandbar. And it was real safe for the kids. They weren't going to go out past the rocks to the raging river. It was super safe. There's little kind of trickling streams for them to play. And they played outside all day with friends. There were minimal tears. There was one or two days of rain, but I slept the best I ever did in that camper yep. when the rain was falling. It was great. So I'd say that was probably one of okay. my favorite memories. That was over Father's Day. Yeah. So. And if, if you're wondering what we said just then, it's La Wis Wis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bizarre name. It's but... a campground near Mount Rainier, which yes. is the one of the highest peaks in Washington. It is the highest peak. The highest peak it's, in Washington. It's the highest peak in the contig- contiguous United States. 14,000? 411 feet. It was 10. Now it's 11. It's growing. It's growing. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Stop it. Oh my gosh. You're going to have to take that out. Uh, Now people understand the joke. All righty. I think that's it. Am I in trouble now? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. So as a recap, let's do a quick recap. If if you missed any of that, um, here you go. Tip number one is pray for each other intentionally. The tool we listed for that was a 40-day prayer journey. You can find that at 40prayers.com. Tip number two is learn new relational skills. I can't emphasize this enough. If you do one thing from this episode, I would say do this. (laughs) Do this thing, and that's um, learn new relational skills. The tool that we have um, listed for that is called The Lasting App. You can download it uh, by going to fiercemarriage.com slash lasting. And that's a special uh, thing. You can get a seven-day free trial. You don't have to pay anything. But if you want to um, try out the full version, you can do that for free for seven days. Highly encourage you to do that. Again, it's like $6 per person per month. Whew. And counseling is 10 times, 100 times more expensive than that. <laughs> yeah. So ch- check it out. The third tip is discuss and agree on a saving plan. This has been a lot of fun and delightful, frankly, for us because it's not something we're it's always good It's kind of a little at. surprise at the end of the month. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is, and uh, and there's magic in discussing and agreeing on a savings plan, and the tool for that is an app called Capital. Download it, fiercemarriage.com slash capital with a Q, no U. Um, that's confusing, but I'm sorry. That's what it's called, Capital. <laughs> uh, the fourth one is escape together more often. Just get out and have some fun. The tool for that is Airbnb, fiercemarriage.com slash Airbnb, A-I-R-B-N-B. Uh, and the fifth one, pursue each other more each day. And the tool for that is the 31 day pursuit challenge. And you can find that at 31 dot com. Right. And although we do 
get a little bit of kickback on some of these links. We really didn't set out to do this like sales pitch of a an episode. We really wanted we looked at kind of our marriage and where it's been over the last year or so and some things some tools that have tangibly helped us and we really just wanted to share that openly and transparently with with you all um yeah understanding that we are not great at intentionality but we we truly desire to be better at it and Mm -hmm. these have really equipped us i think and been great tools for us to yeah dive deeper and be more intentional know each other even being married 15 years and together four years on top of that i still don't feel like i understand how you want to be loved fully sometimes and how you understand ryan how you understand uh, and accept and experience love and and we always i always project and so knowing that about myself knowing how you uh like not comprehend but how you receive love uh challenges me to do what may Mm. not seem easy and true to me but to really speak to you mm-hmm. and to really interact Same. with you and, and show you that Same. love. So it sounds like we should do a session on the lasting app after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right. great. It's really yeah. neat. And anytime we, we, so we did a, uh, an episode like this around the idea of escaping and traveling mm-hmm. and getting away. And we listed all the different tools that we use. And there's probably like two dozen different <laughs> like sites that I constantly am right. keeping an eye on a bit obsessively, if I'm honest. Okay. But uh, we'll look at that. People have said that <laughs> self awareness, self awareness. <laughs> people have said that there's they've learned new tools from that. So that's why we're doing this tool episode, yeah. tips and tools. So yeah. anyway, we'll be back next week. Um, we're gonna we're gonna dive into a deeper topic. I think next week where we talk about setting your spouse as your standard of beauty and what that means. I know that I'm Selena's standard of beauty. <laughs> you think? You find me beautiful? Uh, yes. No, uh, you are definitely my standard of beauty. Yes, and I think as a wife, it's really valuing, appreciating, and being grateful for mm. the husband that God's given you. So yeah. I don't know if it'll be standard of beauty necessarily, but it'll be some sort of um, this is this is who God's given me, and it's like rooted in the verse, you know, like what God has brought together, let no man separate. Mm. So yeah. knowing that God has brought you together. What does that mean? What is yeah, that? Yeah, it's so funny. We, we often focus on the let no man separate part, but you're saying this this part that says God brought, what God has brought together. Brought is an active verb, mm-hmm. and he actually intentionally put you together. Yeah, and that's not my idea. It was talking with a community friend, Jake Gamble, um, and Jess, and he Jake's a, also, he's a pastor, was a pastor in another life, but he preaches, and uh, we had talked about, this verse had been... Um, preached upon at our church and he said you know it's interesting how we we do exactly that we look at let no man separate but we miss this beautiful piece of what god has brought together it's not random that we are together yeah so that's just about learning basically having eyes of appreciation yeah specifically though around physical appearance right and I, i i i say that for the guys because We'll talk about it next week. I'll leave, I'll leave <laughs> that cliffhanger there. So thank you so much for listening, you guys, this week. Like Selena said early on, if you haven't, please take time to leave a rating and a review if you feel led. That means a ton to us um, and, the, and the rest of the podcasting world. It helps us to get discovered and um, help more people. <laughs> discovered by in terms of like algorithms. Not to be. <laughs> Algorithm discovery, not... <laughs> <laughs> like I'm hoping American Idol will call us. I mean, I've got a good. I feel like we've got a good thing going. No. I can sing. You know. No. What? Please don't. I don't ever want to uh, do that. Yeah. Likewise. So I'll close this in prayer. Okay. Lord, you are so good, and your grace abounds even now. Father, I thank you for the ability to look 
at ourselves to look inward and to uh, think um, intent- intentionally, intelligently, and um, mindfully about how we can improve our marriage, how we can put tools, we can deploy tools mm-hmm. to the good work of cultivating a marriage that is honoring, glorifying to each other, honoring, glorifying to you, and uh, not glorifying to each other, but glorifying to you mm-hmm. uh, at, at any cost, Lord. And I thank you for the couples listening to this. I pray that you would continue to bless their marriage, that you would help them to feel encouraged and hopeful and um, excited for what you have in store for them. I pray that you would uh, give them eyes for each other in different ways, in new ways. They would see each other the way you see them Mm. and uh, that they would fill out their calling as a husband or as a wife and they would glorify you in doing so. It's by your grace we're here. It's by your grace we are able to talk to you Mm. and it's by your grace that we will grow in your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, this has uh, been episode, what, 69 of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. 68, 69, I think it's 68. I think, I don't know. Anyway, this episode is... (laughs) In the can. And we will see you in seven days. And until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.